Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss Kimberly. Judy, girl. Oh, what a day. What a day. <laughs> oh, oh How been. is my friend? Is the world after you? Spin at your heels. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but certainly the unexpected happened, and uh, it's always challenging when things seem like they just come out of left field, and, and you're really trying to hit the ball, and sometimes it seems like the ball knocks you in the head. You know, it's just one of those yeah. things. So, yeah, you know what I mean. So, oh, yeah. But, yeah. It's called yeah. life. Exactly. It's called life. Exactly. Oh, my goodness gracious. Go through those challenges, don't we? So, yeah. So, sister, I'm thankful that you asked, though, and I'm sure I'll probably have an opportunity to kind of feed that in a little bit into our session today. But, sister, uh, will you open us up with a word of prayer, and then we'll get started in talking about this concluding episode of this series we've been talking about, which is God's Word is Food. Man, that is super sad because I sort of was enjoying feasting, but, of course, I'd love to open us up. Yes. Father, Father, Father in heaven, your word is food. Your word is our sustenance. Where would we be without your word? I am so grateful to every single prophet, author, disciple, king who wrote down your messages that we might have them. And when we think about how long ago those messages were penned and how many worked to destroy your word, and they could not. And it is truly our place of favor and those who tried to destroy it who could not. Father, be with us today. Fill Kim and I with your word. Take the words that we are going to speak from your scriptures and bring them alive. Your word promises that it changes us, it molds us, it corrects us, it inspires us, it actually nudges us. And it turns our eyes toward you. So be with us. Speak through us. For your word is truly our food. We come before you in the name and the power of our one and only Savior, Jesus the Christ, who was and remains the bread of life. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. And we're talking about these last several weeks about the God's Word is Food Challenge, which comes from Job chapter 23, verse 12. And this is our series focus scripture. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food 
So just to summarize, we have been taking up this challenge of consuming God's Word as much or more than our physical food for the past 90 days. And sister, let me just tell you, I have really been feeding on God's Word for the last few days because we've been having some unexpected technical challenges. And you know how those go with, you know, with the technology and everything, which is great when it works. And um, most of the time it actually does, but when it doesn't, you know, it throws you a curveball. So these past few days, me and my husband, Mike, we have been feeding off a couple of scriptures, actually continuing just feeding each other, like Isaiah 26.3, which is you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And then Romans chapter 8, verse 28, which tells us that, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. And those are some great scriptures to snack on when, when the unexpected of life comes to keep yourself in that perfect peace and recognizing that God is going to work all things together for our good simply because we are the cause according to his purpose, and we love him, and that is true of every believer. So we know that promise belongs to us. But just to let you guys know about God's word is food, and I just want to recap what we've been talking about as well. Just want to sneak that little practical tip in there about a couple of scriptures that we've been feeding on. But to recap about our session here for God's word is food, we celebrated the wonderful revelation that our relationship with the Lord was not an accident. Woohoo! <laughs> he chose us. He appointed us so that we may be forever changed and become a shining reflection of Him through the fruits we bear in our lives. And I called those last week, I called them juicy fruits. Fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control because Jesus said that the Father is glorified when we bear much fruit. And that is what we want to be. We want to be fruit-bearing believers, and we want to have relationships with other fruit-bearing believers. So today's menu item is, and, and I'll start with a question. Can you imagine feasting on a breakfast that Jesus himself prepares? And I cannot imagine how delicious that would be. It's pretty much like the loaves and the fishes. But in this final session of the God's Word is Food Challenge, we're leaving the vineyard because we've been spending the vineyard for the last couple of weeks, and we're traveling ahead to enjoy breakfast with Jesus by the sea, just as the disciples did. And at this breakfast, Jesus not only showed the disciples personally how he provides more than enough to meet their needs, but he gave them instructions as to what he expected them to do after the meal. And he gives us the same marching orders. So I'm going to share this weekly scripture, and then we're going to discuss it in more detail. But this is our weekly scripture, and it's John chapter 21, verse 17. And this is Jesus speaking. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. 
So I'm going to ask Judy to read that chapter in just a second. But before that, let me just share the confession that I wrote about that particular scripture and how it applies to us as disciples of Jesus Christ. So this is the confession. I am an appointed disciple of Jesus Christ, and I love him. Because I love him, I obey his command to feed his sheep, who are my brothers and sisters in Christ. I realize that I can only care for them to the degree that I remain in Jesus' love and feed continually on his word. From this time forward, I will do these things and so receive his abundant provision to do all that he calls me to do. So, Judy, I'm going to ask you if you would read John chapter 21, and sister, I know this is a big one here, but it's John chapter 21, verses 1 through 19, because this is a pivotal series of, of messages here in this, this chapter that tells us about Jesus' marching orders that he gives to all believers after the meal that they enjoy. So would you please go ahead and read that chapter for me, John 21, verse 1 through 19. Absolutely. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. I love that. I'm going fishing. Anybody want to go? They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. Can you imagine? No, we don't. We're out all night. We got nothing. (laughs) He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. Now, remember, guys, these guys are fishermen. They're like, really? They're tired. They're cranky. They're cold. And who is this guy saying, oh, you just fished on the wrong side of the boat? You know what (laughs) Miss Judy would have said. Okay, we won't go there. (laughs) So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. That cracked me up, too. Like he put uh, on clothes to jump in the water. The other yeah. disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a 100 yards off. <laughs> when they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish. 153 of them. Now that also cracks me up. Like, yeah, I counted them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them. And so with the fish, this was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. 
When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Mm -hmm. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, I'm I'm just sitting here. I kind of chuckled at some parts when you made your your color commentary, Judy, which I love those. <laughs> but that was a pretty yeah, I mean, it was a pretty intense time, right? Because before we can get into the breakfast by the sea, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that happened because it was pretty intense. You know, Jesus told the disciples that he was going away to the Father. He was arrested. He was convicted. He was crucified. So it was a dark time for those disciples. But we know that wasn't the end of the story because Jesus did something that was quite remarkable. He rose from the dead to live again, showing himself to the joyful disciples. And so in this final chapter of John, Jesus is with the disciples, and they go fishing. And the disciples had been out all night but caught nothing. And Jesus told them to cast their nets, like you said, on the right side. These were professional fishermen. Like, okay, cast it on the right side, and they would catch some fish. But they didn't just catch some. They caught so much fish that they could hardly bring the net back into the boat. And that is how it is when we obey God. We often get more than we expect or deserve. And so I always think about this. The return might not be immediate, and it might not come exactly the way that we thought it would, but the return is always for our ultimate good. And I always think about that because what's even more valuable, Judy, and I'm going to get your comments here, what's even more valuable is God's provision is his presence. Because I'll tell you, sister, it was um, just such a challenging time. Like I said, when we're going through those uh, technical issues and having to encourage and feed each other to strengthen one another, the thing that really keeps us going is recognizing that even in the midst of trouble, that God never leaves us and he never forsakes us. So we get fellowship with him just as Jesus did when he sat on the seashore and prepared bread and grilled fish for the disciples for breakfast. And this is something that I'm going to get your comment on because you it was so funny how you said they counted the fish. I was like, yeah, they counted the fish. They were professional fishermen, you know. That's their inventory, I suppose. But anyway, we know that what should come after a meal. And we don't usually, you know, typically after a meal, it's expected that we're going to have some activity, that we're not just going to fill up to the full and not move activity. 
And food, while it tastes good, is not given to us just to tickle our taste buds. Its main job is to give us energy and nourishment that we need to accomplish our God-given purpose. So in like manner, the spiritual food that we've given in this challenge that has been provided from the Word of God is given so that we can use it to feed others. And that is one of the things, like I mentioned, that we experienced this weekend, Mike and I, feeding each other the Word of God to keep ourselves encouraged and strengthened, even in the midst of a challenge. So I'm just curious about with you where Jesus told Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep, tend my lambs. All these things where he was getting Peter to focus on his mission to take what he had been given to others and Jesus' wonderful care for his people. So I'm just interested in your comments or what comes to mind and what it means to you when you hear where Jesus said, feed my sheep. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you because I am a sheep and you, your words of wisdom often feed me, nourish me. And for anybody who's been listening for a little while, you know, I'm going through a difficult time with my little four-legged love of my life. And let me tell you what you just said. You said the disciples, about the disciples and and this whole story, it was a dark time, but Mm -hmm. not the end of the story. Right. I'm living that right now. I am, and anybody who's going through a challenge, whether it's a website that's being problematic or loss of a loved one or loss of a job or whatever the heartache is, it may be a dark time, but it's not the end of the story. Mm -hmm. And so thank you. You just fed me and I received that with such joy. And then when you ask me what comes up for me in terms of feeding the sheep, the sheep of God's pasture. And, of course, because Stirring Words is primarily about how do we as the children of God better tend our temple? What? How, how do we do that? How do we stay motivated? How do we stay committed? How do we allow the spirit to transform us. So I'm going to respond to that from that perspective. And it's also that perspective because it's what I've done for over 30 years, right? So so when I think about feeding Jesus sheep, not only for my myself, but really for ev- anyone and everybody who's listening to this message right now, it is to encourage one another in self-care. I think about, um, I mentioned in in my book, Sprinkle Clean, there's a gentleman by the name of Dr. Scott Stoll, and in his book that's entitled Alive, he presents the horrible fitness statistics within the Christian community, from obesity to type 2 diabetes to hypertension. So we as the church, as the body of Christ, we are not distinct as Moses called us to be physically. We our physical statistics are not only as bad, but candidly worse than the general public. So 
I feel like anyone who follows, listens to you and I, Kim, and the messages that we're presenting every single week, part of feeding God's sheep is to share that message with someone else, whether it's encouraging them to read, to listen to stirring words, um, whether it's to ask them to go for a walk with you or give them a healthy recipe or share other resources. I was actually thrilled recently to just learn of a, a gentleman who's actually a pastor. He's a pastor of a church in Minnesota, and he's really being bold in speaking really the same message, Kim, that you and I are speaking, and that is calling the church to physical self-care. Mm-hmm. And three of his seminars can actually be found on desiringgod.org. And if you go by topic, you can look up the, the topic is under diet and exercise, and there are actually three of his sessions. And I'm going to read some of, he did one called Fit for What? And he used the scripture of Titus 3, 1 through 5. And I'm not going to read that entire passage, but what I'm going to read is phrases of it that speak really can be specifically related to our call to physical self-care and encouraging one another, um, feeding Jesus' sheep relative to encouraging one another to self-care. So Titus 3, 1 through 5, just certain phrases. Remind them to be ready for every good work. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Anybody listening to this who's slowly seeing sanctification in your life, slowly seeing the Holy Spirit work, slowly seeing that addiction to sugar, that, that pull to the refrigerator at night, that, that commitment to just stay on the couch and not exercise, he is, has saved you by his grace, not because of works done by us in righteousness. I mean, don't we know? Not because we just have all kind of willpower. But according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So David Mathis, using Titus 3, 1 through 5, says fit for what? Fit to do others good. Mm. He says the body is not an end in itself, but to serve to stir one another up, to feed the sheep of Jesus the Christ. I love that. I love that, my sister. And the scripture that came to my mind was 1 Corinthians 6, chapter um, 19, verses 19 through 20, that we know so very well. We know so very well. And, And that scripture tells us that we are to worship God in our bodies and in our spirits, which belong to him. And as I often say, 
that our bodies are important, not because of how they look, but whom they contain. And they contain the, the, the most high God. The, the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. And again, after we receive the word of God, we're to use that to go out and feed others. And the thing that you just talked about, we're feeding others through sharing our testimony about what God has done for us, what we learned, leading others to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, volunteering at our church that service, or simply through a smile or a word of encouragement. We have many different ways that we can feed the feed Jesus' sheep, our sisters and brothers in Christ. And whatever manner that God leads us to feed each other, do it. And they too will experience the truth that God says he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. And you said it just now about about our bodies and, and being healthy. It's to do one another good. And I love that, that perspective because it's so true. And that means that we are living out our lives with purpose and with energy, not just for ourselves. Jesus told Peter, he said, if you love me, feed my sheep because we love him. We feed one another. And that's an amazing thing because the word of God also tells us that others will know that we are disciples of Jesus by the love that we have for one another. It's not about how many Bible verses we know, not how many Christian songs we sing. It's about the love that we have for one another. And there's so many things in this world that are trying to tear people apart because that has always been the enemy's strategy, divide and conquer. He hasn't changed it because it's worked so well for thousands of years. So this is the question that I want all of our listeners to ask ourselves. How can I feed my brothers and sisters with the word, with the food that I have received from this challenge. And and I'm going to get some final words from Judy as well. I do want to share, as we get ready to close up, um, a final exhortation. Because if you finish the challenge, and I'm thankful, and we hope that you have enjoyed and benefited from it. And I'm going to share a testimonial from a lady named Roseanne who wrote me, and she was kind enough to share her thoughts upon starting the challenge, and this is what she said. She said, Kim, I don't know if you'll receive this personally, but I am driven to write. I just started the readings, and she's talking about the God's Word is Food book, and she said, God wanted me to let you know how I felt is exactly what I have needed. And she wrote apologetically. She said, please forgive my typing, but I broke my right hand and wrist and am experiencing some arthritic pain to boot. But anyway... These scriptures have helped me to see how Jesus talks to us through his word. I was struggling reading the Bible, but now feeling really touched. I am different because of this. God bless you for all that you are doing. And it's Roseanne M. And see, it's not just about having, keeping our testimony to ourselves, but again, sharing with one another what God has been doing in our own hearts as a result of feeding upon his word and sharing the transformation that God is bringing forth through the power of the Holy Spirit because we strengthen and we encourage one another through this difficult walk. It can be difficult and dark at sometimes, but when we share the word of God with one another, we shine the light 
into those dark places that we can find ourselves in at times. So, Judy, I'm going to ask you if you have any final thoughts about Breakfast from the Sea that we've talked about today. And then also there was a challenge that we issued last week about the Facing the Giants movie, so I'm going to give you some space to remind our listeners about that as well. So, Sister, can you please give us some final thoughts? Well, one, thank you, Roseanne M., and I just really pray that she takes this what she felt was exactly what she needed and that they really helped her to see how Jesus talks to us through his word and she shares her story with someone else. So Roseanne M., if you're listening to this today, that is my challenge to you. And then I guess my final thought relative to Breakfast by the Sea, I, I think it's interesting and intriguing and candidly quite sweet that Jesus made the crew breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, they had community. They had communion together around food. And that is very common. And it is a wonderful time to have share communion with those we love, with those with whom we have fellowship in the church around food. Unfortunately, within the church, I think there is a lot of food that is shared in the, com in the communion, in the fellowship hall, that is not helpful. We've mm -hmm. talked a lot about that verse that says all things are lawful, but all things are not helpful. So I would really hope that our listeners grasp this concept of communion and having community around food as Jesus did. But make it bringing him, may that communion bring him glory. May it be that fellowship be a celebration of his bounty and honoring and caring for these miraculous bodies that he's designed for us. So, so my call, my call to action is that our listeners become part of the solution in the church when we're gathering together and fellowshipping around food, whether that's just after church and, and what's available after church or whether it's specific meals, may we be part of the solution. May we share why we're bringing different kinds of foods and, and what we're learning and why we want to exhort one another to care for our temples. And therefore we're bringing different things to those potlucks, to those after church gatherings, um, make that part of the story. Mm -hmm. That, that would be my thought relative to, because we do have a lot of communion and community and fellowship around food and that's fun. Let's just make it healthy. Let's make it helpful. Amen. And we talked also about the challenge of facing the Giants movie. Do you have anything else that you'd like to say about that? Gosh, I love that movie. Okay, so <laughs> Tim and I are going to unwrap that movie next week, right? And right. I am so excited. So just so many profound messages. So if you haven't yet, please watch Facing the Giants so that you can better understand 
Kim and I's discussion next week. It is the greatest movie, and it's on Netflix, and it's everywhere. So it's called Facing the Giants. So you have one week to watch it. Okay, go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And really, it is, is a very good movie, many inspirational moments that I'm sure you'll be able to relate to. So looking forward to unpacking that with Judy as well. Uh, well, we're going to go ahead and end this session, Judy. It was a good session, good series, and I'm thankful to the Lord for giving us this idea to unwrap God's word as food and partake of the wonderful food that he serves us, serves up, and it is not the end, so we can continue to feast on our own and, and continue to receive the blessings of feasting off of God's word. So let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name, oh, how wonderful you are, Lord. Thank you so much for inspiring the biblical writers to write down their experience for our learning. In some instances, we read the stories and we say, yes, I want to be like that person. And some series or some uh, stories that we read, we're like, no, I don't want to be like that. But it's all for our learning and for our development to become more Christ-like because that is what we want to be, Lord. We want to be a light in this dark world. This world does not need any more darkness or any more division. It needs unity around a shared goal, which is reflecting our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that those who do not yet know him will be inspired and, and have a hunger to say, I just want to know more about this Jesus. I see the light in you, and I need some of that in my life. So can you tell me more about Jesus? And that is what our focus is to be on. So, Lord, we just thank you so much, Lord, that you continue to lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. We shall let the word continue to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And we desire also, Father, to continue to grow in the fruit of the Holy Spirit so that others will taste and see that you are good. And, Lord, I pray for each and every person who may be going through a dark time that they, they recognize that you have never, you never leave them and that you never forsake them and that you are walking with them. And one of my favorite scriptures says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And there's so many I wills in there. And you're making us a promise, Lord, that we will be able to get through this. There may be times, as I told my sister before we started this podcast, there may be times when you're going through a dark time and you feel like you're going to fall apart. But then we can always cling to you, Father, because you are the rock that is higher than we are. So we receive strength from you. So, Lord, we just thank you, and we give you honor, we give you glory, we give you praise, Lord. Thank you so much for saving us from our sins and taking us out of the miry clay and setting our feet upon the rock who is Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, sister. What a feast. Yes, yes, it has been. So I'm going to go out and I'll actually own Facing the Giant, so I'll just have to watch it again. I have it on DVD, actually. So I'm going to watch it again. And yes, I still have a DVD player. So yeah, all right. But anyway, I'm gonna I just watched it on DVD. So we just confess <laughs> we're both nerds, technology <laughs> nerds, or old fashioned or just old or all of the above. 
I don't care. We're going to watch it. Anyway, so we'll talk about it next week, sis. I love you so much, and God okay. bless you. Okay, love you big. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word. Thank you.